Welcome to Self-Worth Club, the podcast that empowers you to believe in yourself and your work. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, creative, or simply looking to cultivate greater self-worth, Self-Worth Club is for you. Join us each week as we empower you to believe in yourself and unlock your full potential. Hey there. Okay, today we are going to be talking about how to increase productivity while avoiding burnout. So just going to jump right in. I hope you're all having an amazing day. First, we're going to start with techniques for increasing your productivity. So you can try utilizing the Pomodoro technique, which I think I've talked about before, but I'm going to go through real quick six steps that are in that. So first, identify a task or tasks that you need to complete. Second, set a timer for 25 minutes. Third, work on that task with no distractions. You're not multitasking. Your phone notifications are muted. You're just working on this task. And then when your alarm goes off, you take a five minute break. Personally, I love to step outside, leave my phone inside, play with the dog, sit on the couch out there, just get some fresh air. And then you come back in and you repeat the process three more times. Once you complete the task that you're on, just move on to the next one and continue in that 25-minute window. After you've done it about three more times, then you need to take a longer break, about 30 minutes. And then you start the process all over again until you're done with your full to-do list. This is really great um, just for feeling more energized and keeping your productivity high during the day. The next thing that you can do to increase your productivity is prioritize your to-do list and keep it short. The biggest mistake that I see people make is they give themselves this massive to-do list and then they let themselves off the hook every single day. And what you're doing there is you're training yourself to say, like, I don't finish what I start. You know, I don't have to finish my to-do list. I never finish my to-do list. And so it becomes less of a priority to you when you're writing things down because you never get it all done. And really what you want to do is you want to hide irrelevant tasks from your to-do list so that way they don't stress you out. And then mark priority tasks so that way you know exactly what you need to focus on first, what is most important, you don't want to do this in your head. You want to have it out on paper or in your notes, in your computer, in your phone. I have a little memo widget that I use on my phone. Um, and then you want to divide your list into key tasks and bonus tasks. So things that would be great to get done. You're pretty sure you can do them today. But if you, for some reason, don't finish, then that's all right. It's a bonus task. It wasn't priority. And the last tip for to-do list is make a daily list um, to signal clearly to yourself what you need to focus on now. So I think I go more to depth later on this, but what I do in my phone notes is I write down everything I need to do on Sunday night for the week, and then either that night I'll organize Monday or Monday morning I'll organize And I'll pull tasks that are priority for beginning of the week, um, things that maybe have to get done on Monday, and then I'll put them under the Monday task. And then I'll write in like any appointments that I have for that day, and I'll put it all in like a bulleted list. 
And then underneath it is still everything that I need to do for the rest of the week. And so each day I can go and pull, say like, oh, on Monday, I miss this one task. Let me move it to Tuesday. And then I'm going to go look at my list for the week and pull things to put up into Tuesday and make that to-do list. And so it's out there in the world. It's floating around. It's on my phone or it's on a piece of paper if that's where you'd rather put it. And it's not taking up space in your brain. I know a lot of us think like we can keep everything up there, but it's not great to do that um, because that's where you get overwhelmed. That's where you just have a million things. You start to forget stuff because you're trying to keep track of it all in your head when you don't have to do that. So those are tips for your to-do list. Let me know how they work out for you. The next productivity tip is work outside if you can, or just simply spend more time outside, like in between tasks when I was talking about with the Pomodoro technique. Absolutely love it. And there's science that says the simple act of spending time outside can have benefits for your focus, your attention, and your productivity. So natural light increases your productivity, reduces stress, and boosts our overall mental health. Make sure you're spending time outside. I also highly suggest taking a midday walk to decompress and re-spark your creativity if you're ever feeling a little low on energy. Always helps me. Love to end my day that way too. Uh, next tip is listen to podcasts or audiobooks in the shower, when you're like driving on your commute, when you're doing the dishes. This really helps me to feel productive while I'm doing tasks that might feel mundane, but they have to get done, right? So sometimes I do that, or sometimes if I really don't feel like doing that thing, like I just have this mountain of dishes I do not want to do, I will put on a show. I'll pop over to Netflix on my phone. I'll put on a show that I, I'm loving at the moment, prop it up in my windowsill, and bang out those dishes. And it's kind of a way to just like give yourself a little reward, a little break while you're doing something that has to be done. So love doing that. And my last tip on this front before we get into burnout is make sure you're taking time to recharge each night and throughout the day. Honestly, you should be doing it randomly. And that technique I taught you in the beginning really helps with this. But if you're super tight on time, prioritize you at night. This means self-care and rest, which can look like setting do not disturb at night. Mine goes on automatically at 9 p.m. I recently set a boundary with the virtual assistant that I work with telling her don't schedule anything for me to post after 8 p.m. because I don't want to be worrying about that at night. I want to be winding down really by like 6, 7, just doing a couple more tasks and things that make me feel creative and good. And so it's okay to set boundaries like that. Um, that do not disturb so you can wind down and have it go on automatically at a time that feels good to you, reasonable to you. Uh, also, make sure you're getting enough sleep. You can try also taking a bath or a relaxing shower to wind down. Um, you can go the extra step and make it like a spa thing, exfoliate during your shower or maybe do dry brushing before. I do dry brushing, try to do it every day. Um, you can light a candle, uh, get some incense, get uh, oils for relaxation. And then also some tips for like self-care and recharging more on the mental side are make a list of your accomplishments. So don't forget to, you know, reward yourself for the things that you're doing every day, even if they're small, even if you got the dishes done you made sure the kids stayed alive or the dog got fed, like you did something today 
reward yourself for that. Give yourself that pat on the back because that's really what's going to keep you going every single day. Um, Next is let go of your mistakes from the day before or the week before. If you're holding on to something specific, I want you to take a second and write it down. Put it on a sticky note. Write a whole freaking page if you have to or two. Talk about how you're feeling, what went on, what you learned. Take that lesson and move forward. Take the piece of paper you just wrote that mistake on and everything you're feeling and shred it up. Put it, light it on fire and set it in a trash can outside. Okay, don't light, don't light your house on fire. But just let go of it. It's so important. And that's, again, something that's taking up mental space. It doesn't need to be in your head anymore. If you find yourself thinking about it more than one time after it happened, you need to release it. You need to take time and write it down. Um, other like mental side of self-care is do something fun. Go out to eat, go see a movie, go bowling, plan a trip with your friends, like have fun, make time for fun, make time for connecting with your people, with your family, with your friends. Uh, and the last tip I have for that is do something creative. If you listen to the feminine energy breakdown episode, we talked about that getting creative is so it's such an important outlet. It really brings you into that divine feminine energy. Um, and there's so many different things you can do, like literally Pinterest DIY, Pinterest painting, Pinterest easy crafts. Like you will find something that you can do, I promise, even if you're not like a super crafty DIY gal. Um, okay, and now we're going to get into the topic of burnout. So I want to start with 13 warning signs that you're heading for burnout. Take note of these so you're aware if you're maybe feeling some of them right now or when they come up for you in the future. Knowing these things and being in tune with your thoughts and your feelings that is the most powerful tool that you can sharpen for yourself. That is such a great skill to have. Um, all right, let's jump in. One, you have a negative and critical attitude about work. Two, you dread going into work. You want to leave as soon as you're there or as soon as you start walking or working, you want to just slam your laptop shut. Three, you have low energy and little interest in the tasks that you're doing and your work tasks. Four, you're having trouble sleeping at night. Five, you're absent from work a lot. Six, you're experiencing feelings of emptiness. Seven, you're experiencing physical complaints regularly like headaches. Um, you're getting sick a lot. You have back aches regularly. Eight, you're easily irritated by the people in your life or at work. Nine, you have thoughts that your work doesn't have meaning and it doesn't make a difference. Just work. Nine, uh, that was nine. Ten, you feel yourself pulling away emotionally from others. Eleven, you feel that your work and contribution goes unrecognized both in the workplace and or at home. Twelve, you start blaming others for your mistakes. And thirteen, you're thinking of quitting work or changing roles. I have been in a lot of these places. <laughs> and honestly, like, 
realizing that and taking the time to shift when I'm feeling that, so powerful. Don't get stuck in it. Don't get stuck somewhere you don't want to be or you feel unfulfilled. Life is way too short for that. You deserve to be happy. You're worthy of your goals and dreams. And you can do so much more. You don't have to be in this loop. You don't have to be caught up on the hamster wheel. Yeah. I mean, I think I've touched on in other episodes too. And like, if you just know me on social media and have seen me talk about my journey, like, you know, I have been on the hamster wheel. <laughs> like, I have been there. And it is the best feeling to get off and to, like I said, just be even more in tune with what I want, with who I am, with what I deserve, and to really go after that continuously. Uh, but it does take reminding yourself. It does take listening to things like this podcast and getting reminders for you to kind of snap back and realize what's happening. Um, and that's okay. Like our growth journey is always continuing. Uh, you've never really arrived at the person that you are going to be or want to be to that higher self. Like it really does take work, um, but it can be fun too. It can be enjoyable. So don't forget that. Keep going. Keep working. Uh, next, I want to talk about the differences between stress and burnout. So although the two share some similar characteristics, there are distinct differences in them as well. And it's important that we know the difference. So we're empowered. Stress is often relatively short term, and it's often caused by a feeling that work is out of control. You might experience stress several days in a row, especially when you're working on a large project or under a tight deadline, or maybe you're continuously on a tight deadline um, working on projects and you, you can feel stress long term as well. However, once the situation changes, those lessen, you get done with the big project, stress is usually something that lessens and disappears entirely for a time until you get stressed out again. <laughs> And then burnout often takes place over a longer period of time. You might experience it if your work feels meaningless, um, when there's a disconnect between what you're currently doing and what you truly want to be doing, or maybe when things change for the worse, like when you lose a super supportive boss or like your coworker bestie, or when your workload increases and it doesn't feel sustainable to you anymore. Uh, when you go through the motions, instead of being engaged over time, this leads to exhaustion, cynicism, and sometimes poor performance. Lack of autonomy is also a common cause uh, and you might experience burnout if you don't have much control over your work. So if you feel like you never have enough time to finish tasks and projects, that also is something that can lead you to feeling burnt out. Um, and I want to give you just a few more causes of feeling burnout versus stress. So a few more causes of burnout could be having unclear goals or job expectations. Been there. <laughs> um, working in a dysfunctional team or organization. Experiencing an excessive workload. Having little or no support from your boss or organization. Lacking recognition for your work. Or having a monotonous, low stimulation job. 
Now, let's talk about how to avoid burnout. I want to empower you. I want to give you all the tools to shift and change because you can. And like I said just a few minutes ago, you are so worthy of that. Like, keep growing, keep going. So, number one tip out of seven to break out of burnout, avoid it altogether, is one, work with purpose. Ask yourself, is your job just a way to get by to make money, earn a paycheck? Or do you feel like there's a greater purpose? Do you feel like you have impact on other people and that you're working towards something bigger than yourself? It makes a really big difference. Does your work make life better for someone else? Um, How can you add more meaning to what you do every day? Uh, if you're realizing right now that your work is just a means to an end, or maybe you already knew this and now it's just hitting harder because I'm saying it, take this as your sign to start looking elsewhere. Do a deep dive into what makes you feel good, how you want to impact others. What are you good at? What do you love to do? What kind of impact do you want to leave on the world? And then move forward with that. And that's honestly something that I love to help people with. So if you need help, Hit me up. You know where to find me. I can help coach you through that. Uh, Number two is give to others. Small acts of kindness light us up. This can be for someone you encounter at work or just out during your day, for your spouse, whoever. These small acts of kindness light us up and help fill our cups every single day. And that's so important for avoiding burnout and finding that fulfillment in our everyday lives. So a random example that comes to mind is this morning, I made breakfast for Noah and I, and I remember we had a conversation a few days back. Um, I bought all these new peaches from the farmer's market and he was saying that he doesn't like the skin. And so this morning when I was making breakfast and cutting this peach up, I took the time to peel the skin off of his half of the peach. And it's something that literally took me, what, like 20 more seconds Um, but it made him happy. Like when he saw it, he paused for a second and kind of laughed and was like, you're so cute. And, uh, and it was just the fact that I took that extra time to do that for him. Um, and it made me feel really good and it made him feel really good. So some other random acts of kindness that you can do are things like telling a stranger they look really pretty, that you like their haircut, that you like their outfit. Uh, maybe paying for someone else's coffee, going out of your way to make your spouse's day easier. You could leave a little note for whoever you live with, tell them that they're appreciated. The list goes on, but seriously, the more you put this energy out into the world, the more you get back and the higher your cup fills and keep it full and you can't burn out, right? These little things all add up. Number three, take control. A lot of the time, burnout can come from constant feelings of overwhelm, being out of control, having a lot on your plate, not being able to prioritize yourself or the things that make you happy, like hanging out with friends, heading to the beach for a day, grabbing your favorite coffee, sitting out in the sun. So here are some ways that you can take control. So many of the things I listed for increasing your productivity at the beginning of this episode will also help you to feel more in control of each day. So be sure that you took good notes there or you go look back um, at those. 
Another is look for ways to create more autonomy in your work. For example, one task I do daily in my marketing manager role is I post on TikTok for Alexa. And yesterday I messaged our virtual assistant and she schedules all the posts. And I asked her like in the future, could you not schedule TikTok posts that I have to put up for um, any later than 8 p.m.? Because I want to create more free time for myself in the evenings. And moving those up allows me peace of mind to know that after 8 p.m. I'm free. I don't have to worry about that. Because sometimes I was posting them at 9, 10 p.m. And like, I would be asleep occasionally and totally miss it too. And it's like, I don't want that hanging over my head. And even though sometimes I forget, like it's there somewhere, it's in the back of your head. So any time that you can like just make things more clear for you, fit them into a time that works for you, go ahead and take that, like take that time um, and set those boundaries for yourself. That's super important. And I want to give you a note here on to-do lists. So I did talk about this a little bit, but I'm going to go into more detail is the memo widget. So it's on iPhone called memo widget I'm sure other brands have like different ones you can do but it's basically like a sticky note for your phone um and it's just there on my home screen and like I said I dump out everything Sunday that I need to do and then throughout the week I can pull from like what I want to get done this week and put them into tasks for each day I can check it off that also helps to motivate me because I am like physically putting a check next to things and I can see that right there every time I open my phone of like what I still want to get done today, what I've gotten done so far. Um, And again, like, don't put too much on your plate. It's okay to leave some stuff in the box that says, like, just want to get it done this week. Uh, And if you have extra time, you can go move something out of there. But getting it all out onto that note is so helpful for just, like, your mental capacity. Um, And I love having it on my phone screen because it's so handy. And I can, like, rework things if something comes up or if I remember something else I wanted to get done this week. I can go at it really quickly. It's right there. And then my last tip for feeling more in control is to set goals regularly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly goals. And you can do this all at once. Like you can set your goals for the rest of the months of the year, for the quarters, and like to the end of the year. But you also should reevaluate regularly because our wants and needs are always changing. And so it's really important that you're reevaluating your goals and what you want as well and like where you are. You know, are you hitting those goals? Do you need to shift something to make them happen, etc. Number four, we're blowing through this. We just have a few more. Uh, number four is, I thought I like miscounted numbers is exercise regularly. Exercising can help alleviate your stress and create a sense of well-being. You will also experience increased energy and productivity when you exercise regularly. So um, it's also going to help you get a good good night's sleep, which is super important for recharging. Uh, This year, I have been absolutely loving group classes. I've been doing Pilates in particular, um, and next month I'm actually switching it up a bit, which I'll talk about on my stories, but the reason I'm loving the group classes is because it gives me so much structure. For one, I schedule these out about a week or two in advance, so that's so much accountability, and then two, they're guided workouts, so most of the time, those are going to push me harder than if I were to just show up at the gym by myself and try to get it done. You know, 
you float around. Sometimes it's hard to pay attention. You have other things going on in your life. Being in a guided class and having an instructor telling you what to do really helps me just like zone out during that time, be in the class, give it my all. Um, and I really love that aspect. Number six is, sorry, number five. I did miscount. <laughs> number five. Let's just say the next tip. Hopefully that's right is remember the 75% rule. Um, you don't need to share 100% of your true thoughts or feelings in every situation. And this is not to say don't be authentic and don't share what you actually feel, but it's to say that bringing 75% of your authentic self and then adjusting as you read the room can help protect your energy and prevent burnout. And then last but not least, number six is learn to manage your stress. Some ways you can better cope with stress are keeping a stress diary. So the idea behind this is that you regularly record information about the stressors that you're experiencing, how you feel, what it is, give detail, and then you can use this to analyze and manage your stress better. It's really helpful to identify what exactly is going on so then in the future you can avoid it or edit and you know move forward with that information. You can also cope with stress by practicing breath work and meditation, maybe take a class, go to YouTube. There are so many videos for meditation and for breath work that are super helpful and free. Uh, and the last tip there is work on your mindset and controlling your thoughts plus the little critics in your head. You need to listen to episode five if you haven't already, because that's what we talked about. It's labeled you are not your mind because there are so many things about little critics says that are not true. It's a result of your past experiences, of everything negative that's happened to you, of other people putting things in your head. And it's not all true. And it's really important that we learn that and we learn how to control the voice and to pick and choose what we know is true and, you know, reframe it to be more positive, which is also possible. And this is where I leave you, friends. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and got value out of being here today. If you did, please don't forget to share with me on social media. I love to see your thoughts. I love to see who's listening. And if you can leave me a review, it helps me so much in getting the word out there. I'm working really, really hard to promote this podcast and get it out to more people. And it would just mean the world to me. I'll see you next time. Bye. P.S. If you love the vibes here and got something out of listening today, please screenshot and share on your story. I'd love to be tagged and hear your thoughts. My Instagram for the pod is at underscore self worth club.